Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. If you ever been in a situation where there was a contest and you knew you had the advantage, you was at rest. Amen. Anytime there was a challenge and the whatever you was was opposed to you, if you had the advantage, you knew the game was over with before the game even started. Amen. amen. I used to wrestle. I used to be on the wrestling team in, in high school. And Brother Jerry said amen to that. Amen. amen. And, and, and um, the first match I won was against a guy. He, he was with the School of the Blind. And they wrestled, too. I, I, mean, I mean, that was a real team. You know, you had to touch them. You know, and I feel like I had the advantage because I could see. But once you touch them, they know where everything on your, they know where your leg is. They know where your arm is. They know where everything on you is. <laughs> once you touch them, as long as you don't touch them, you got the advantage. <laughs> but, 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 but they learn to use touch like you use sight. So they would make us touch them. And the moment you touch them, you no longer had the advantage because they knew where every part of your body was just by touching your hand. Amen. Amen. Well, we're talking about living with the advantage today because the devil is not supposed to be touching you because you have the advantage over him. Circumstances and situations in life should not get the better of you because God gave you the advantage. But you have to use the advantage for the advantage to work for you. When you have an advantage, you're supposed to come out with victory. And God wants you to live with the advantage in every area of your life. He wants you to have the advantage in your family. He wants you to have advantage where it concerns your marriage. Amen. Praise God. He wants you to have the advantage in your marriage so that there will never be an attack that comes against it that causes that challenge to prevail over your marriage. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you've been divorced, don't get up, you know, praise God. If that happened to you before, praise God. Today is a new day. You can leave here with the advantage. You know, I used to be afraid of marriage when I was growing up because my parents were divorced from the time I was five years old. And looking at that marriage, I couldn't see how you could win at marriage. I couldn't see how you could win. So most of my life growing up, I would say, I'm never getting married. When I was 12, I'd say, I'm never getting married. When I was 15, I would say, I'm never getting married. Oh, about 16 to 17, Pastor Cynthia come along. <laughs> and I said, I'm never getting married. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, 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 basically, you got, you, got, you, got, you got a dilemma now on your hands. And to make a long story short, after giving my life to the Lord, Jesus came to me and he said, Keith, you don't have to be afraid to be married because I'm going to help you. Amen. When Jesus helps you, you have the advantage. Yeah. 
Amen. You have the advantage when he helps you. Now, I always quote this scripture, Psalms 127. The Bible said, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain. Psalms 127, around verse 1 and 2. Which means if you let him build your house, your house has the advantage. Amen. Your house has the advantage over all the enemies of the home. Over all the obstacles of the home. You have the advantage over every financial challenge that comes against your home. You have the advantage over every sickness and disease that tries to come against your home. You have the advantage over every demon that tries to come against your home because the Lord is helping you build the home. And your helper, amen, brings ability that you could not muster up yourself if you had a thousand lives. Amen. If you had a thousand lives, Amen. You would never have more chance of winning than with God on your side one time. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So the key to this life is living with the advantage. Don't try to be equal. Get ahead. Amen. Praise God. And then that way you can begin to rest in life. And God has helped me. He said, I will help you. If you allow me, I will help you. Build your house. Now, I always say this because the Bible said, except the Lord build a house. If you don't let him build your house, you don't have the advantage. Amen. Every financial challenge that comes against your home is going to seem like it's insurmountable. Every challenge that comes against your union between the husband and the wife is going to seem like, how can we get through this? Every challenge that comes in dealing with your children is going to look like. How are we going to get this turned around? Is he or she ever going to get straight now? But when you have the advantage, amen, when God steps in, hallelujah, you have the advantage. God never intended on having a home or a life without his advantage in it. You were created with the advantage. When God created man, he created him with the advantage. So the, man, the first man never saw an obstacle yeah. that could overtake him. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible said he walked in the cool of the day with God. Yeah. That's when people started being cool back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Things cool, man. <laughs> he never had a challenge that upset him until he lost the advantage. So, good. Yeah. so in this life, there is no middle ground. Either you got the advantage or you don't. When challenges come in your life to try to overtake your life, to put fear and insecurity in you and try to overwhelm you, to make you feel like your life is not going to turn out abundantly, it's because I'm not living with the advantage. And what I have to do is to understand God's plan for my life was to live with the advantage and to come back to him and receive the power to live this life. I ask you to turn to Acts 1 and 8 because that's where the advantage is. Amen. Amen. Acts 1 and 8 is where the advantage is. And um, if you're going to live an abundant, satisfied, overcoming, triumphant, conquering life in every situation. Amen. You got to do what you got to do. Acts 1 8. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Let's take a look at this. And 
Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to the apostles. I mean, he's going to make apostles over the church. And the Bible said he never changed the message. After his death, burial and resurrection is when this account takes place. And for 40 days, they're standing there watching a man that has overcome death. And he's trying to tell them, I had the advantage over sickness, the cross, the disease, Satan, hell, the grave, and death. And I'm back to tell you how to do it. Amen. And when somebody been through something and come all the way through it and want to tell you how to do it, you smart if you listen. Amen. And he was so pointed and so direct about this message. He ministered it 40 days and never changed the subject. And a lot of times in, in, in pastoring, we feel like we got to change the message over and over again. No, we just need to make sure we're doing those things that are vital. Because if we don't get what's vital, then and we end up missing the point, then we are wasting our times carrying crosses, putting crosses around our neck and calling ourselves Christians. Acts chapter one, verse eight is vital to the success of the church and every individual believer and everything they put their hands on is vital to them. And to the point that Jesus told the disciples, don't go anywhere. Don't try to serve me. Don't try to work for me until you get Acts 1 8. Because I don't want you trying to do for me and trying to serve me and trying to carry out the mission I'm going to give you without the advantage. I'm going to give you the advantage in all of life and there will never be a challenge bigger than you. Amen. Praise God. David knew what it was like. King David knew what it was like because he came up against a, a, a giant. Yeah, yeah. Man's 10 foot tall, head bigger than a basketball, been taught to kill people his whole life. That's what he was brought up to do because his nation chose to raise him that way. He was a trained killer. And everybody that came up against him, he had the advantage because of his size, because of his strength, because of his armor, because of his weaponry. And he went out there with boldness and he would talk to you like I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds of the sky. This is your last day on planet Earth. And he yelled that out at you yes. to the point 600,000 men said, I'm not going out there. Yeah. <laughs> they just stood away from him. Why did they stand back? Because they perceived, and it was a good perception, <laughs> that he had the advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going out there. Right. And let y'all watch me get drugged through the dirt. <laughs> and so everybody stood back. Then David showed up. Yes, he did. David's not even six foot tall. And he heard the giant talking. See, when you get the advantage and you hear them talking, there's something come over you. He said, Who is that talking? He said, Why ain't somebody went out there and whooped him? And they heard him and said, Be quiet, boy. <laughs> one of the king, one of the king's servants heard him talking. <laughs> one of the king's servants heard him talking, and so they ended up bringing David to the king. 
And the king said, why should I send you out there to fight him? He said, the bear came one day and he thought he had the advantage. So he was going to take a sheep. And I told the bear that sheep is not yours. And I am assigned to watch over the sheep. And I am a good shepherd over the sheep. And so you can't have a sheep. He said, go out there and find a deer. Go find a rabbit. Go eat yeah. something else. Don't mess with the sheep. Because yeah. yeah. it's my job yeah. to take care of the sheep. Yes. Amen. And the bear wouldn't have it. That's right. And he went after the sheep and David went after him. Mm-hmm. And David said, I smote him and slew him. Yeah. <laughs> and then mama got a bear rug right before the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mama got a bear rug at the house. Because the Bible says that the Holy Ghost had come on David and stayed on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Come yeah. <laughs> oh, now. The Holy Ghost came on him and stayed on him. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we was up in the mountains. What's the mountains up there? Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. And we were going to leave. And this guy, does, this mama bear came down with her cubs and she was eating out of the dumpster. And so everybody was standing back, and this guy went over there to the bear with a camera and taking close-ups. I said, what are you doing that for? Because if he get in trouble, ain't nobody going. We're going to be taking pictures of him. (laughs) Ain't nobody going over there. And all of a sudden, this big truck comes down to deliver food up to the mountains. Big old truck, and the bear heard it and jumped up out of the trash can. As soon as he saw that bear come up out of that trash can, he took off running. The problem is he had no track shoes. He had some slippery shoes like I got on right now. And he was making, <laughs> he wasn't going nowhere. And everybody was sitting there watching. Now, why was he trying to get out of there all of a sudden? He didn't have an advantage. Just had a camera. Yeah, wrong shoes too to get away. If you don't have an advantage, at least have some good shoes. So you can get out, so you can get out of there. <laughs> Anyway, David said, then a lion came, said, I got an appetite for a sheep. Uh David said, get an appetite for something else, because I'm anointed to take care of these sheep. And the Bible said he smote and slew the lion, and that has a lion head hanging up over the fireplace. And when the king heard all that, he handed David his armor, thinking that would help him increase his advantage chance of winning. And David said, I don't need the armor. He said, it's untested. When you have the advantage, that means you got something that's tested. You're not experimenting. This has to be something that's tested. He said, I don't want your armor. Your armor doesn't give me the advantage. He said, what God has put on me is the advantage. When God gives you the advantage, by his power, you can't see the power, but you got it. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now just talking to you. I feel, man, I got the advantage. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, we got to teach us about that. Just because you can't see it don't mean you are not winning. And the thing about it, it makes you look good. The ability makes you look good, but people can't see the ability. Boy, you ought not leave here today without some power on you. Boy, you ought to leave here today and think, man, I got the advantage in life. I can't lose. I can't lose in any area of my life. Amen. Amen. Because God wants you to give you the advantage in life. 
And David went out there to Goliath and met him on the battlefield. And David said, you don't even know who you're talking to. You walk out here on this battlefield, you don't even have a covenant. And I got a covenant with the Most High God. Yes. I'm in covenant with him. When I fight, he fights. Amen. Amen. And David said, today, I'm going to cut your big head off. <laughs> and I'm going to feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. Yes. Because you have not just defied Israel, but you have defied the armies of the living God. And this is your last day on the planet. When you have the advantage, you get to say the last word. And David got the last word, and you know the story. He picked up seven smooth suits. Was it five or seven? Five. Because Goliath had four other brothers. Picked up five stones because he had four other brothers. So we're going to get them all. Because if they're over there, we're going to get them too. Picked those stones up. And when he threw the rock with his sling, it was different than anybody else threw the rock. Because when you have the advantage, it's different than anybody else. When the power of God is on your life, you do things different than everybody else. It looked like it's a normal rock, but it's not. It's an anointed rock. It's an empowered rock. It's a rock of force. It's a rock of strength. And the Bible said it struck him square in the head. How do you hit somebody like that? And sunk into his head. And he hit the ground with a thud. He had never been defeated a day in his life. Nobody had ever even come close but because this is the first man he ran into that had the power of the Holy Ghost on him. And David went right up to him and pulled his sword out of his sheath. It was a big old sword for a 10 foot man and chopped his head off right in front of both armies because the power of God was on him and held his big old basketball head up and say, y'all, I got him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because he had the advantage. Mm -hmm. And God wants you to have the advantage in Amen. life. Amen. Look what it says right here. Over here in Acts 1.8. Jesus preached this message 40 days before he ascended up into heaven. He says, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. You shall receive power. Notice you have to do what? Receive. You have to receive the power. Now, yesterday when I was studying this, we think Jesus just had the power. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. He had to do the same word. Yes, he did. I'm going to show you in the Bible. He had to do the same word. He had to receive the power himself. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. When you see Jesus in the earth, what you see is a man that has received the word and received the power. Uh -huh. And that's all he lives by. Mm -hmm. And he never does anything to disrupt the power. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, never, he never makes a decision to disrupt the power. Yes. Mm -hmm, the power can be interrupted. Yeah, yeah. The Bible teaches us that, mm -hmm. that we can either stop or hinder yeah. the power yeah. from flowing in our life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you become the, what the Bible calls an ordinary man. Mm -hmm. Every man has a choice to be an ordinary man or an extraordinary man. Yes. And we, you can tell the difference. Bless mm -hmm. God forever. Because yeah. yeah. 600,000 didn't move. Why? Because they were ordinary men. Mm -hmm. 
The one that stood, that stood out was what? An extraordinary man. Because the Bible says that those that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits in the earth. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Praise God. God has called you to do some exploits. Yeah. Why? Because he got me preaching this message. Why? Because he wants you living with the advantage. And you can tell when somebody's got the advantage. Amen. By the manifestations they take place in their life. When he says this, he says, you shall receive power. Let me tell you what this word power means. It means to have virtue. It means to have might, strength. It means to have an abundance in your life of all things. It means to have ability. Caleb mentioned this this morning, the power for miracles. And it also means prosperity, the power to increase. And when Jesus was telling them, he said, I want you to receive power. Because I don't want you living this life without this ability. There are too many obstacles and there's too many challenges. There's too many enemies that are opposed against you that you some you can see and some you can't see. And the ones you can't see are the most dangerous. The Bible says the Bible says when 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 Satan has been cast out of a person, if the person doesn't receive power, the enemy comes back. And the last state of that person, because he brings seven more demons that you can't see, you can't see them with your other. And the, the last state of that man is worse than the first. Sometimes people, they can seem like they're getting worse than better. And it's not because they're not trying to get better. It's just the forces that are operating against them are stronger than their own will to get out of what they're in. And a lot of times they want to do better. But Paul says, when I want to do better, I can't do better. Why? Because sin is present is working in my life. But oh, when you get some power in your life. Oh, man, the power to say no to the devil and yes to God. You don't have to live under the influences of darkness. You can come out of this thing. You can shake a mistake. You can shake darkness. You can shake demons when power will get on you. Jesus demonstrated this power. The Bible said the power of the Holy Ghost game came on him after, after suffering the passion on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, to qualify us for this power. The Bible said that he does, his body descended into the grave, but his soul and spirit went into hell itself yeah, yeah. and stayed there three days and three nights. That's right, that's right. And the devil said, nobody's ever come out of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's ever come out of hell that's right. because it takes power to come out. Come on now. You can come out of whatever you're in today. Lazarus came out of the tomb because of the power of God. Hallelujah. Demons have come off people because it came off the great gathering demoniac because of the power of God. I came here today to talk to you about some power. You don't have to be a victim anymore. You don't have to fail in life. You don't have to be afraid to go into a, a business. You don't have to be afraid to be in a marriage. You don't have to be afraid your kids are going to be wacky. God is ready to give you power. Yes, power of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. And he was in that. The devil had never seen a person come out of hell. And then the Bible said after three days and three nights, the power descended. Come on now. The power came down and raised him up from the dead. And the Bible said he put death off of him. Defeated Satan in heaven, in the earth, and defeated him in hell. Took the keys of hell and death in the graves from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody take your keys, 
You don't have the advantage. <laughs> Took his keys from him. Of hell and death, and you are done controlling when people go, when people leave this life. The devil no longer has the power to cut your life short. Jesus holds the keys of hell and death in the grave, and he said, "Go ahead and live a long life. Go on and live with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Oh, you shall receive power. Thank you, Lord. When the Holy Ghost is come on you." That's why people fight the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. They don't want you speaking in other tongues. They fight it like, they fight it. Because it's called, because they call us Christians because Christians means the anointed one. Christian means people who are empowered. Don't mean some weak, beggarly, poor, broke down thing. They shouts hallelujah only at church. No, it's a person that is victorious in all of life, in business, in your occupation. You are anointed. Whatever industry you're in, it doesn't matter what it is. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, it's, it, it makes you 10 times better than everybody else. Oh, when you receive power. Come on now. <laughs> I receive power. Yes. Stripped the devil of all his dominion and authority. And then the Bible said he went back, his, his spirit and soul went back up through the regions of the earth into the tomb itself and picked his body up. And the angels rolled away the stone and brought him brand new clothes and he stepped out. He said, don't touch me, Mary. I've not ascended to my God and your God. My father and your father. I'm going to go up here and I'm going to get something. I'm going to get the authority. I'm going to go up here and receive power. So the same power that raised me, I'm going to go up here and get it. Amen. I'm going to go up here and get the authority to put it on you. So don't y'all go anywhere and preach anything for me. Don't y'all try to don't y'all try to preach the message. And what the devil has been doing has been sending preachers out with the power, without the power. You know what religion is? <coughs> Serving without the power. Like I said, that's why they don't want you speaking in tongues. Oh, that's of the devil. The devil don't even know how to speak in tongues. Because that's the ability of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said, don't ever talk about it. The only sin that is unforgivable is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Because he has come to give you the advantage in life. That your life be so distinct that people want to know why you're living the way you're living. How you're living the way you're living. And then you tell them. Look what it says right here. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit. He said, after the Holy Ghost is come on you and you shall be witnesses unto me under me of my lifestyle. The way to be a witness of Jesus is to live the way he lived. What religion does is put him in one category and then put everybody else over here. That's what religion has done. And so we expect God to do everything for us. God said, I'm not going to do everything for you. I'm going to give you everything and then you're going to do it. And I'll do it through you. 
That's the way that works. You can't ask God to heal you no more. Because the Bible said he already healed you. You're going to have to what? Receive it. You're going to have to receive what? Power. You're going to have to receive healing and power. Amen. He done already done. You can't ask him to do it. You can't ask him to do that no more. He says, I'm going to give you power. He just told you, I'm, I'm, you, you got to receive power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's how Jesus did what he did through the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. He says right here, you should be you should be witnesses of me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So God wants a demonstration of his power from his people in the whole earth. He don't want a demonstration of religion. He wants a demonstration of power. He didn't say, I'm going to send you religion. I'm going to send some of y'all. <clears throat> I'm sending some of y'all to the Methodists. I'm sending some of y'all to the Pentecostals. I'm sending some of y'all to the Presbyterian. I'm sending some of y'all to the. He just, I, I'm not pouring out religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pouring out power. Amen. My people are going to be noted mm -hmm. for a characteristic on their life called power. Yeah, yeah. It's miracle working power, it's healing power, it's power over darkness, over all the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. And when the power shows up, Amen. it's called the manifestation of the kingdom of God. Amen. That's what it's called. The manifestation of the kingdom of God. Look over here in Acts 10, 38. Turn over there. Acts 10, 38. He said that you shall receive power. What am I going to have to do to live like this? Praise God. Look over at Acts 10, 38. Now, Jesus, <laughs> Acts 10, 38, it said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. He gave him the, the person of the Holy Ghost, and he also gave him power. It's two things you're supposed to get. The Holy Ghost and what? Power. <laughs> come Amen. on now. Come on, come on. That word power means dunamis is where we get our word dynamite from. That explosion is supposed to take place in your life. Amen. Explodes in you first. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on. Demons don't control you anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They don't have ability to tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. You cast them out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, boy. Amen. When you have power and you tell a demon to go, some of us don't understand what happened. Boy, they get to track it. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they know you understand what you're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, under, they, they, they know you represent the kingdom of God, they don't hang around. Yeah, that's right. They'll get out of your marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get off your mate. Yeah. They'll get out of your children. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I got to show you that scripture in a minute. Praise God forever. They get to move it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It means to remove with cast. It means to remove with force. Yeah. Huh. The power of heaven, mm -hmm. yes. a force comes that's beyond our comprehension and moves them out. And let me tell you this, though. You can't be playing with the devil. Right, right, right. And then when you get tired of it, yeah, yeah. you want him to leave. Yeah, yeah. And then you try. That don't work. That don't work yeah. That's another reason why the church have problems. You're going to. If you're going to live with power, you can't live with darkness. Yeah, Amen. You got to make a choice. That's good. That's right. 
You can't have secret sin in your life that you think is secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me go on and say it. That's good. Because I'm talking about living with power. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, let me help you with this. Come on. The power comes from the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, yeah. Sin comes from the kingdom of darkness. Yeah, yeah. So you got to decide which kingdom you going to represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't represent both of them. Right, that's right, that's right. That's good. That's good. The person that's trying to represent both kingdoms is the most miserable person right. on the face of the earth. Yeah. They know they're supposed to be having victory, but they can't see the results because of what they're choosing. They're the most miserable. I can preach about increase. It ain't going to work for them. Because the kingdom of heaven is what bringing the increase. Uh -huh. So if I'm playing with darkness, yeah. I just lost my promotion. Mm. Now, I'm not saying you can't get promoted in the world I, because you can get promoted living in the world. Yeah, yeah. You can work for darkness yeah. and get paid, right. yeah. but it's going to cost you in the end. Amen. Hallelujah. Or you can work for the kingdom and still get paid yeah. and have peace, yeah. joy, yeah. righteousness. Yeah. In the kingdom of the yeah, Almighty yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, Sound mind, yeah, good health. Yeah, yeah. You can have it all. Praise God. Don't just get paid money. Yeah. Get it all. Yeah, that's right. That's good. That's good. The God can't let the devil have a better deal. You go work for him. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Everybody knows. Yeah. Go to the place that's going to pay the best. Yeah. That's got the best benefits. Yeah. Amen. Praise yeah. God. And got all the, all the, you know, the little trinkets that come along with the job. Yeah, yeah. Don't let it pay like God. Right, right. That's right. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's good. He pays the best. Yeah. Bible said how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing what? Good. That's why people have trouble doing good. Uh -huh. It take power to do good. They did a move. I can be bad all by myself. I can do bad all by myself. It takes power to do good. That's what one of the powers that come out of is virtue. It takes power to do good. And sometimes people want to change. The gathering, the wrong monarch, he wanted to change. He just didn't have the power to change. Anytime you want to change, but you can't change. Anytime you know you're wrong, but you want to be right. It's because you're lacking power to change. Anytime you get somewhere and you realize, you know, I could have talked better than that. I didn't have to say that in that situation. I lost it. It's because you didn't have the self-control that comes with the power of the Holy Ghost. The ability to keep your mouth shut and not go off. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's called self-control. You need, if, you go, if you're going to get married, you need to be able to control your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because it's things you shouldn't have said. That's right. You knew you shouldn't have said it when you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like some people act like they say, I can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> You need the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yes. You shall receive power. He went about doing good, and then he what, did what? Yes. Healing how many? Oh. Which means the power 
There is no circumstance or there's no attack against the body that the power can't heal. Amen. Why? Because it said heal tomorrow. I ain't making that up. I'm glad they put it up there. All that were what? So sickness is an oppression. It's an oppression. The pain is to cause an oppression. What is it designed to do? To drive you out of your body where you don't want to be here anymore. To cause you to give up and say, I don't want to be here anymore. And God sent Jesus to get the oppression off of us. And so Jesus went about in all the earth. That's what he said. He went about doing good. Once you put the power on a person. Let me say this one. Once the power is received, then the person has the ability to do good and to heal all who are oppressed. All Jesus came to do was to demonstrate what the power looked like on man. That's what he came to do. He was born into this earth through a woman and he had the right to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By his nature, not being in the sin nature. Yeah, yeah. He's born of a virgin. He's born of a virgin. Because the power of the Holy Ghost came on Mary. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Come on, this power can uh-huh. produce. Uh-huh. This power can produce whatever the word yeah. says it can. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The power can produce. Yeah. So, the, so God prophesied. He told you what he was going to do. And then the power came and did it. Yeah. Amen. The power came and did it. The power always manifests what God said. So if God says something about you in his word or says something about you in in prophecy, then the power has come on you to manifest what it just said. Amen. So God already said, behold, a virgin shall be with a child. And so Mary said, I don't even know how this is going to happen. She said, the the most high is going to overshadow you and the power of of God shall come on you and it's going to put a seed of sperm in you that's of God. Now, why is that so important? Because the bloodline comes through the man. And because men had been stained with sin, God could, and blood too been stained with sin. God could not use the blood of a man. So he provided his own seed, which makes Jesus both man and God. The Bible says that you have been born again. You have with incorruptible seed of the word of God. Amen. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again? Yes, you must be born again yeah. to see the kingdom yeah. or to see this kind of power. Yeah. This is why you get born again. This is why yeah. you give your life to Jesus, yeah. because without it, you can't get that power. Yeah. This is why you walk to the altar and say, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. I believe you, the son of God, and God raised you from the dead and you yeah. shall be saved yeah. and you shall receive power. That's the reason why you do it. Yeah. So you're no longer living as a victim in life. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't trying to get you in membership. Right. We ain't trying to get you to join the deacon board. Yeah. We are trying to get some power. Yeah. We're not yeah. trying to get you to sit with the mothers in the church. Yeah. We're trying to get you some power yeah. in your life. Yeah. 
And we're trying, and you got to be born again first with incorruptible seed. So the seed of the word of God, just like it went in Mary, goes into you and recreates your spirit and takes out the old nature that says I can't do it and puts in a nature that says I can. I can do all things now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm no longer a person of limitations. Whatever God said I am, that's who I am. Whatever he said I can have, that's what I have. Whatever he said I can do, I can do it, praise God. I can do all things. I'm a new creation. The Bible said when the Holy Ghost comes on you, it turns you into another person. Old things are passed away. I don't do things. I don't have to do things though, the old way. Behold, all things are become new. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Born again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Healing all the oppressed devil, because what? When you receive the person of the Holy Ghost in you and on you, your days of walking without God are over. Mary said, with God, the angel told Mary, with God, if you're doing it with him, all things, all things are possible to the believer. The challenge with the church is, is getting people to live this way. First is just finding a church that will preach it. That's the first thing, just finding one that will preach it. Most of them won't. I'm so thankful for my pastor. So you know why I'm preaching on this, don't you? Because Dr. Jacobs came and he said, if you're going to walk in the knowing, you've got to teach on it. That's what he taught us yeah. Wednesday night. He says, one of the things you got to study about the anointing. You got to study the word concerning the anointing. Because once you study, find out what the word says about the anointing on you, and you receive that, then power will come on you yeah. to live this way. Yeah. Yeah. Look over here. Turn over here to Luke chapter 4. Turn over here to Luke chapter 4. Well, praise God forever. Turn over here to Luke chapter 4. The anointing came on Jesus. Pastor Cynthia, why are you looking at your watch? <laughs> praise God. The Titans ain't playing no more. I can stay long now. They ain't not in it no more. You know why they're not in it? <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. I didn't say that. You said it didn't have the power. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Man, the Titans gonna win the Super Bowl. They're gonna eventually win because God said we're gonna have some football players at this church. And they're gonna get some power. Power to throw the ball to the right player. Power to tackle. I can do all things. Not some things. You know how many people go to work without power? That's their job. You know how many people go to work without power? And they just look like everybody in the cubicle. 
every cubicle looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. But once somebody starts getting power, your cubicle might light up. Yeah. Yeah. So what's wrong? What's going on over there? I'm not playing with you. The Bible said the Holy Ghost will come on your life and give you knowledge yes. of witty inventions. Yeah. He, made the, he, he made the three Hebrew boys yeah. ten times smarter yeah. than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. What happens on your job when you're ten times smarter than everybody else? Yeah. You're getting promoted. Yeah. 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 You ain't got to go play golf. You ain't got to go. You ain't got to suck up no more. You ain't got to play golf with the boss and, 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 and drink beer and get high with the boss and all that kind of stuff like that. When you 10 times smarter than everybody else, yeah. you're getting promoted yeah. because they can't make it without you. Yeah. They don't have to like you. Yeah. They don't have to. They don't have to be from your side of town. Bless God forever. You ain't from any side of town anymore. When you get the Holy Ghost, you are a citizen from heaven. So you live like heavenly people live. You live like heaven on earth. Got to promote you. When Joseph got the Holy Ghost, helped him interpret those dreams. How do you think he interpret dreams? Holy Ghost, come on. Helped him interpret the dreams. And then God showed him how to not only interpret the dreams, but manage in the midst of a family. And he saved the whole nation. And even Pharaoh said, where can we find a man who's the spirit of God is he? They could even recognize that back then. Yeah. They could even recognize the anointing back then. They said, where are we going to find a man like this? Now, how did he get the anointing on him? He received it. God told him he was going to be a ruler. See, when God tells you something, he anoints you to be that. And nothing can stop it from happening. They threw him in a hole. He comes, the anointing brings you up out of the hole. They put him in slavery. The anointing causes the chains to fall off. They put him in jail. The Bible said the door swung open. When somebody's anointed, you cannot stop them. You cannot hinder them. You cannot hold them back. They are going to the top no matter what because the word of God doesn't say it so. They said, who got the hope? But you know what he did also? When that girl tried to get him in the bed with her? That's in the Bible. The Holy Ghost can help you run, too. Don't get mad at me for teaching the Bible, either. You get right up in here. Don't be getting mad at me for teaching the Bible. I'm going to come across your toe. Shouldn't have put it out there. I'm trying to get you to live with power. Trying to keep you the same. Right, 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 yeah. We are stronger if you are stronger. We are stronger as a church if you are strong. Yes, we are. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'd be not doing my job to let you live the life of a weakling. And sit up here and holding a Bible up in front of me. Because you can't have power on you and live in the world. He's preaching on me. That's what the Bible is for. Yeah. Yeah. It's for instruction, yeah. correction, yeah. reproof, yeah. and doctrine uh-huh. so that the man of God uh-huh. can be thoroughly furnished uh-huh. yeah. in service yeah. to God. Yeah. 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 
If you go to church and there's never any correction, there's never any instruction, you ain't at church. Because you ain't doing everything right. All of us have to change. That's why the Bible says repent. That's the first word. Jesus said repent because I'm trying to give you the Holy Ghost. Repent, change, because I'm trying to give you power. Yeah. I ain't trying to put no power on your mess, because if I give you power with mess on you, you'll be more powerful of a mess. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Yeah. I ain't gonna give you... Uh, yeah. that's good. Come on. Whatever you are with a little money, yes, that's right. you more with that with big money. That's why you see these athletes sometimes. They was crazy, but it was just look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't worthy to put on the news. Right. But now they got these big contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's read another day. Guy, <clears throat> guy got a big old contract, and he was throwing his furniture that he bought off the 14th floor. <laughs> when you didn't have no furniture to throw. Because yeah. you would have thrown it, but you was crazy. Yeah. But you didn't have nothing to throw. Because right. you didn't have no money. So all you could do is just throw a fit. Yeah. Just throw yourself around. <laughs> now you done got some money yeah. and then bought you a chair. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Now you're up on the 14th floor. Yeah. Up in a condo. Yeah. Yeah. You're more dangerous now. Because yeah. you got furniture and you're way up in there. Yeah. And you're still having fits. Yeah. <laughs> See, they almost hit a 22-month-year-old child. The parents are suing him. If God gave you power and you was living in opposition to his kingdom, then you would be more of an opposition to his kingdom with more power. So he can't empower you right now. Even though you his child, and even though Jesus died for you, and even though he loves you, the Bible said even though you a child, he said the heir, that's Galatians chapter 4, even though he's Lord, I've made you kings and priests, I've made you lords and kings, that's who I've made you, I made you the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I told you, you'll tread upon scorpions and serpents and nothing shall by any means harm you. And even though you're Lord of all, I got to still keep you from your full inheritance so you don't hurt yourself. You don't give keys to a child that's cutting up. You don't. Because if they, if they just cutting up in your immediate vicinity, you give them keys. They can go anywhere and cut up. You have to restrict ability and restrict power. Why did God put Adam out of the garden? Not because he wanted to. He said if he, if he eats off the tree in a state of opposition to me, then he will live forever my enemy. So I don't want him to eat off that tree. There are times that God loves us so much that we can't go to the next level until we change. Amen. 
I was so excited when Dr. Jacobs came teaching on the anointing. I was just, the Holy Ghost just got on my seat. And I said, I love my pastor. He just sitting in my seat, man. I'm thinking about this. And I, and I went home and I started studying on the Holy Ghost. Not for you. I started studying on it for myself. I said, this is good. I said, everybody needed to hear. Everybody. Anyway, you can get as much of the Holy Ghost as you want. When the Bible said, I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost, the word baptism means repeatedly. To dip repeatedly. I said, are you telling me I can take another dip, Jesus? He said, take all the dips you want. You can just saturate yourself with the Holy Ghost. All you got to do is get them say, I receive the Holy Ghost. All you got to do is say, just say what the word said, I receive power. I receive power of the Holy Ghost. You get up every day. See, I see the Holy Ghost is coming on me right now. I feel the anointing right now. I receive power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. People don't get up and live. Christians don't get up and live like that. I receive power to do my job on another level today. You're going to be better going to God than either staying away from him or slow walking him. You're going to be better. Look over here. Let me show you this one. Let me show you this one. Turn over here to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. This was interesting, I hope. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. And this is about handling the devil. When the Holy Ghost comes on a Christian, the devil is supposed to be least of your trouble. Christians may not what the devil may oh no. He's supposed to be least of your trouble. Yeah, yeah. But if I cast out devils, that means to expel with force. To push back. To completely defeat and vanquish the enemy. If I cast out devils, how? What's it say? So when the Holy Ghost comes on you, the devil knows his day with you is over. He said, if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Which means that the kingdom is God's whole heavenly force coming to earth to move back darkness. Amen. So really, there should be there is to be no sickness among us. If I cast out devils, but then God's kingdom, his system of rule has come to you. Amen. If I cast out devils, if the devil is being cast out, then the kingdom's here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's good. God's kingdom is here. Mm -hmm. And wherever God's kingdom is, mm -hmm. the enemy has no ability there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. The devil has no ability yeah. mm -hmm. when the kingdom comes. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus proved it because everywhere he went, he what, did what? Cast them out. Yes, he did. 
And one of them came, you, you, you come to cast us out before the time? Right. I said, boy, I ain't come to have no conversation with you. <laughs> came to get rid of you. Right. Everywhere he went, he put them out. Everywhere. Which means when the kingdom's there, that means the spirit of God is there. So when the Bible said, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom's at hand. What is he saying? I'm going to bring you some power. Yeah. Now, where did the kingdom come from? Came from heaven. In many cases, he called it the kingdom of heaven. So the way heaven lives has just come to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Jesus is demonstrating what heavenly living is like. When they run out of when they don't when they run out of wine, what is he? And it wasn't Morgan David, just for some of y'all. It wasn't MD 2020. Jesus didn't drink the stuff that got you drunk. There's two kinds of wine, fermented and unfermented. Even in his day. And you could choose whichever one you want. What a major drunk. One of them was just a drink. Sometimes people want to do things just to escape stuff. That's why they let the other one, brought the other one on. Amen. I'm just telling you the truth that the Bible teaches. Hallelujah. But when they ran out, he provided it. When there was 5,000 men, not counting the women and children out in the wilderness, he multiplied the loaves and the fish they had to feed them all. He's representing the kingdom of heaven. In the, when the kingdom's there, you don't run out of nothing. Yeah, Amen. yeah that's right. Amen. Your home is done running out of finances, Amen. is what I'm saying. Your home is done, you're done running out of resources. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when the kingdom is there, he came to demonstrate kingdom living. You're done running out. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Good. And as it concerns the devil, he ain't got a chance. Because it's not just you there. The kingdom is there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So when you tell him to scat yeah, yeah. and cast him out, a host is with you. He ain't just looking at you. It is if, he didn't say, if I, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of, of God, then I'm there. The whole host comes to back you up. You ought to have seen what you look like when you got up this morning. And all the heavenly host that's been, the Bible said, we have come into the company of innumerable. You can't even count the angels. When you get up, the power of the Holy Ghost is with you. The blood is speaking better things for you than the blood of angels. Abel and the host of angels are standing up around you. You look like a mighty force and the devil don't want to deal with you. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus. And when you lay hands on the sick, bless God forever, the kingdom power begins to move that out of that body. And the more proficient you come with functioning the kingdom, the quicker the manifestation will come. Sometimes it takes a while for people to get their healing to manifest because we're not proficient as we should be. Because we don't get up every day and say, I, I receive power. You got to receive it. He said the kingdom of God's come unto you. Let me show you that Jesus received power too. Look over here in uh, Acts 230, 233. I thought this was good. 
Jesus had to receive power too. You shall receive what? Power. You shall do what? You shall do what? Receive. What shall you do? Receive. This is my last scripture right here. Then I'm going to give you a chance to receive something. Amen. This is my last one time, isn't it, anyone? Oh, good. Praise God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Am I only one feeling it? I'm not the only one feeling it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Whatever you preach on is what he shows up. Jesus went around like this. Write this down, Luke 4.18. I'm not going to go there. He, went, he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. You got to talk about how you anointed. You got to know, do you know what Dr. Jacob said? You got to know what you anointed to do, don't you? You got to say I'm anointed to be a parent. You got to say I'm anointed to be a father. That don't come just because you had a baby. No, I know. The devil wants to run men away from their children. Mm -hmm. Mothers, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. Because God has to have a ministry to the fatherless and the mother. The Holy Spirit has to take them up. He said, can the mother forget the child of her womb? He said, if, the, if my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Which means the spirit. See, the first attack the devil had on a man once he wasn't a nun was on his home. Ain't nothing going to happen to the church. Somebody else will take your seat if you leave. Somebody else that wants God will take your seat. Once they feel like we realize we're preaching about power. And they, can, they don't have to live like that. I ain't never left. I don't leave. I don't miss not because I'm religious. It's because I don't want my life tore up by darkness. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't leave. It's not because I need a job. We made more money not pastoring than pastoring. Money has nothing to do with it. You know why I do this? Because I'm anointed to do it. I'm called to do it. They ain't got nothing to do with it. No. The first attack, the first recorded attack of Satan was on the marriage. Mm -hmm. He don't care. He'd love for you to have children. The Bible said the seed of the woman shall crush his head and that he's going to have enmity between her seed and his seed. How does the devil get seed? How does the devil get seed? He steals your children. All my grandchildren are gone now. They're back over here now. He'd love for them. He'd love for them to split up. 
This is my son and my daughter. This is my daughter in love right here. He'd love for them to split up. They got a little bitty kids. Now trying to find their way. The devil don't. You have to understand how ruthless he is. Just to get rid of Jesus, he went in, he went into Bethlehem and killed everything to another. He used, he used the power he had to demonically empower soldiers to kick doors down, slay everything to and under. He hates you. And so Jesus knows that you have an adversary. The Bible calls him your adversary. He's already telling you what you can't see is adversarial against you. And Flip Wilson used to be on TV. He said the devil made him do it. Just like God can inspire somebody to fulfill their destiny. Mm -hmm. The enemy can inspire people too to darkness. That's why you say, how can somebody do that? He's ruthless. So to keep us from being under his control, you shall receive power. And the sad thing about religion, it has fought the power. So most ministers can't even preach what I'm preaching now because I wasn't trained like them. God trained me totally different. No, he'd love that. And there they are. The two little boys don't have their daddy. So who's going to teach them about sex? Oh, it's going to happen. You're going to get to a certain age. Oh, yes, you are. You're going to grow up. You're going to get to a certain age. Uh -huh. And your body's going to start changing. And nobody has talked to you about that. Then you're going to run into somebody a little older than you. There's been touch, and I ain't talking about an angel from God. Yeah. And then you're going to start having experiences. And they ain't from God. And they can follow you your whole life. Because he likes to attack the defenseless. And then you're going through your 30s and your 40s and you're a certain way. That's just one area. Hope your parents not there, so house struggling financially. So you run into some people that can tell you how to make some money. His attack is constantly against homes. Oh, you go get a gun to protect your house. Oh, your house is so protected. Mm -hmm. 
then he causes you to have a fit because he don't need every day of your life. He just needs one moment. And you know where the gun is. Well, you to protect everybody in your house. No angels are assigned to protect you. You can't shoot straight coming up out of dead sleep. You need to learn how to live with power of the Holy Ghost. And you need to find out where the Bible says you're anointed, and that's what you need to become. Jesus would come into a town and said, I'm anointed to heal the sick. God came on me to heal all those who were oppressed with the devil. The Bible said he preached that message that he was anointed yeah, yeah. and the Holy Ghost came on him. And it wasn't his hand. It was the spirit of power that came on him. Mm -hmm. And he was so proficient, so aligned with the kingdom and so aligned with the word of God that the power flowed through him so efficiently that people would instantly get their healing. Yes. There's a lot of adjustments we got to make at church. Yeah. Amen. If you're here, you might as well change. Amen. They don't need to straddle in the fence. You might as well just change. If you're going to be here and you're going to represent the kingdom, you might as well represent the kingdom. Because if you live in opposition to the kingdom of God, you get the same thing as king of the people of darkness, even though you're here. So don't do that. Look at this last scripture right here. Look at this last scripture right here. Acts, this is what Jesus is. Therefore being, therefore, Jesus being at the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father promise of the Holy Ghost. Notice what Jesus, how did Jesus get it? When I saw that, I went back and looked at other words, receive, where concerns us. You believe you receive and it's the same receive word. So I concluded that Jesus had to receive by faith just like us. The Father, free the promise of the Father, which he poured out. And you can see it and hear it. You know what happens when the Holy Ghost comes on you? He does things that other people can see and hear. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, people can see. They can't see him, but they see him and hear him through you. Yeah. 